It's time for Rock Phoenix Live, baby.
Rock Phoenix Live, Santana. Things off with our 1991 versus 9- 1981 podcast. A little uh, 
Guns N' Roses and Santana right there. Of course, Guns N' Roses came out in 91, and uh, Santana came out in 81. And Guns N' Roses bites, and Santana is awesome! Yeah! No, I love that song, and I'm not even a big fan of Santana. I... I'm not saying he's not wonderfully talented, um, 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 uh, Carlos. He's he's extremely talented. I'm just not like a. I don't like that bluesy kind of sound that they have. It's still great music, but that song in particular. As soon as I saw it on my list, I was like, Oh my gosh, number one. Yeah, cause right, you're dealing yeah. with the '81s, and yeah. Let me tell you, you're like dipping into like the beginning of what your era really wanted. Right, my favorites. Yeah, right? those are coming later, like '82, '83, '84. Yeah, no, you know what? '82, '83, '84 will still be my favorites. Really, I could find tons and tons and tons of stuff. Yeah. We decided on 81 and 91, and I was like, boom, 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 boom. I got 20. How many do you have? I could have done the whole tonight's episode, which is 81. There's a lot of songs that were released. That's Not right. necessarily wrong. you told me, you were like, hey, uh, how many songs do you have? And I was like, I don't know, 11, 12. And you're like, oh, damn, it's like, like 31. Yeah. I'm sorry. Can I have all the slots? Can we just do it at a 1981 show just all together? stop. You know what? It's she's freaking it, out. You hear that? No. Who? She stopped my music, Siri. All right, Siri, stop. Siri. <laughs> no, don't play the Minecraft. Stupid Apple. Yeah, what the hell is she doing? I don't yeah, know. What Google doing. would have never done that. I know that's weird. This is what happens when you do a podcast with automation domination, animation automation domination. Where you got an Alexa here, you got a Siri there, you got a fucking Google over there. And that's what happens. But tonight, we are celebrating 1981 with 1991. And let me tell you, just like my wife said, there are tons of songs in 1981. And boy, there are tons of songs in 1991. And the genre, it doesn't just stay at rock. It stays in pop. It stays yeah. everywhere. There's so many great hits. Yeah, my music is developing at this stage. Mine was borderline, like you know, of course, alternative, and maybe some new wave in there. I can't ignore the new wave. I'm sorry. I know it's a rock podcast, but I have to have new wave. If you give me like a free for all for the '80s, yep, that's what it'll be. Well, and here's the thing too. The other thing is, is like, you know, maybe in 1990, a rock band releases an album, but maybe in 1991, there's no rock bands that release albums, but other bands release albums and they go on the radio. It's guaranteed uh, to be like always, a... always, always rock bands that release music every year for every decade. What do we just... Uh, you would just help me out at work today. And one of the guys um, is a total music junkie guy, musician, whatever. Jay, and he's... it was an honor to meet you. <laughs> I know you have your own show on a... Yeah, on a radio on station. On the college radio station, iHeartRadio. Yeah, that's pretty exciting. I'll publish this link on my... Uh, but you know what? He was talking about Prince with me, and I really love Prince. I know. And yeah. I said I didn't like when he got all jazzy, funky. I like Little Red Corvette. I like Purple Rain. And he goes, well, that jazzy, funky song that I just played you was like three, min- three months after Little Red Corvette. I'm like, oh, okay, touche. But you know what? Truly, um, 
I don't know. I just, my song, My Little Red Corvette and My Purple Rain. And like, I like a lot of Prince albums. They're probably from, or a lot of Prince songs, probably from at least one or two albums. I don't have a big range of, of Prince. I thought he went a little bit kind of just weird and a little bit on his own. And that's great because he's a talented man. But then when Jay said that, I was like, oh, well, my songs are marketable. That's why they played them on the radio. And maybe these other songs that I didn't even realize was around the same era, you know? They just weren't on the radio, so I didn't hear them. I wasn't exposed to them. Like I told Jay, I said, Prince was an amazing character. He made all his own music. He was on the drums. He's on the guitar. He's on the bass. He's on the synthesizer. He can do it all. But yet, somehow, his music, he decided to go a little different in the tail end of it. But like I told him, I think he knew something was going on. I think he knew he wasn't going to be around forever, so he freaked out and made some music that was different. But overall, Prince's music always sounded like Prince's music. Yeah, you can recognize Prince. was an amazing artist. Yeah. I don't like his music, but some people do. Oh. And I have to say that because it's true. You can't say that you love all artists' music when you're on a podcast or on a music cast. You just don't have that in you. You can't be afraid to say, I'm not a big Prince fan, but I respect what he did. Yeah. yeah. Uber. Terribly. People already attack man. you and say, hey, oh, you don't like his music? Well, fine. I didn't, didn't say, I, I did say I like, no, don't like his music. I don't listen to it. But I did say I respect him as a musician. Yeah. And people get freaked out by And me. then I said, I thought it was a little bit weird when he changed his name to a symbol. But then Jay also, you know, taught us on that, too. You know, he said, oh, well, the reason was Warner, Warner Brothers. Brothers was his label. Right. And they let him, you know, release music, release music, release music, because that's what Prince wanted to do. Well, guess what? Warner Brothers said, eh, let's put the brakes on it for a bit. No, that's in his, that's in his blood. That's all he wanted to do was, you know, listen to music, play music, sing music, and perform for people. So if he's not Prince anymore, he's simple, he's got the freedom. That's a great loophole. And what we were told was he basically had a freedom, free of range on his music company so he could play whatever he wanted, to, you know, put mm-hmm. out whatever he wanted. Because mm-hmm. he was Prince, he made money regardless Pretty smart, yeah. isn't it? Pretty smart. A Metallica story. But yet, all of a sudden, the record company grabs holds of him, and he doesn't like that. So, therefore, he goes out, creates a new identity, minus the Prince name, and creates yeah. a symbol, yep. and says he's no longer a part of his A&R company. And it's like, you know, I get it. Because, like we said with Metallica, these people, when they're under the, the, the company that they that gave them the chance... The label. They're making yeah. all the money. Or the management. You're not making any money. Yeah. Once you go well, solo if, is when you make the money. If you're smart enough and not pick a management company or a label that's going to rape you like that, come on. You can't be that desperate. If you know you're good, you can't be that desperate that you didn't read the fine print and you didn't agree to all of this. Well, it sucks. Don't get me wrong. They but. lock you into one of these agreements where it's like, hey, listen, we gave you your start. You owe us. Yeah. Then put a a cap on it. Put a time frame on it. Then you know what I mean. If your Say, first fine, four we'll albums do don't go platinum, then we don't want you. Yeah. Or no, I'm saying from the musician side of it, the band side of it. You know what? Fine, we'll do whatever you want, but we're giving you two years or three. You know, we want three's a long time. Three years. 
I think five is excessive, but I mean, if you treat somebody right, they're going to hang around for longer. If you do them right and they do you right, what a, you know, a, a great relationship that you have. You know, it's nowadays kind of what it should be is this. Hey, you're a record company? Great. I want to release my music under your label, but we're going to put my label will represent Spotify, Deezer, Tidal, this, that, this, that, and the other, and all the digital media services. We'll even make you a music video for your first video, for your first song, and we'll also put that out on YouTube music and everywhere, and that should be part of it. It shouldn't be a matter of, hey, we're going to set you up and go where you want and put you on tour, because tours cost way too much. But yeah. it's very easy for, very for an independent sure. label to pick up an artist, take their song, and move it to the next yeah, level. Yeah, but the label also wants you to still go and buy music. They don't want you to download for free or listen and stream it. They still want you to buy something physical. And I that's think, why we have music services. Still. I mean, the whole reason why people sign up for Pandora is because you're not just getting one song. You're getting... A genre of of songs. But how is that label making the money then? Because Pandora's flipping them one cent every time somebody downloads it? No, they're probably doing the same thing that we're doing, which is they gain money from advertising, but at the same time they're paying royalties to how many times every song is downloaded and what song is downloaded to... You know, ASCAP, right. BMI, and all that. They have to. I don't know. I don't think you can make as much money. But nowadays, it's not the day and age of records anymore, CDs anymore, like it used to be. Well, yeah. And there that's has to be a way for them to make tons and of money. You're right. And concerts and touring will make them tons of money. But um, speaking on Pandora's side, think about it this way. I think it's this. You're right. They're like, listen, we're going to play this song X amount of times more than anybody else is going to play this song. Yeah. We should get a discount, and I totally agree with you. I think there is some sort of discount cut between BMI, ASCAP, and any licensing agreement. Yeah, because Metallica couldn't play their music on there unless they gave authorization. Yeah, but we've said this before. I reminded you, remember years ago, your whole Metallica, who the hell was that? Who was that download and... And they were against them and lawsuits. Napster. Okay. So the whole anti-Napster crap, no. Metallica is not a Napster band was to a, let their music go for free. Well, check it out. Napster was actually a like gateway to something that we never even knew existed. And now today, now I'm it's everywhere. It. Yeah. yeah. And now we have Spotify, Deezer, yeah. and uh, Pandora. And it's all kind of Napster-based. And Napster ga- was the gateway. But you and I, when we go to search on our repertories that we have that we play pay licensing for we hardly ever have any metallica songs and sometimes there's a whole bunch and then they're all gone yeah sometimes there's a handful and then there's only few right like tonight you know we we, we got that my friend of misery is coming up soon Mm -hmm. from metallica but that's the only song from the black album that's on a a, a way to to play it legally one of my favorite albums too bmi ascap they all don't have any other songs from the black album that are available to play so it's like you take a chance, you know like, do you play it and then per- procrastinate and say you play the different song? Do you know what? Metallica is A-OK with that. They're still known. They're still rich. They're still just, you but know. But they're rich because of how tight they are. Yeah. 
Yeah, they made themselves exclusive, and maybe that's what more people need to do. Maybe you shouldn't sell yourself so short and just go, everybody can have we have me. You know, maybe you do have to be maybe. exclusive like that. So, Are you guys enjoying having your kids off for the summer, ba- same summer break? I mean, I got to tell you, it's been quite the, uh, the, the chaos, you know, at my house. Um, we've all been excited for the three-day weekend, and here we are having a three-day weekend. We've got Memorial Day weekend. Are you listening to this on Memorial Day? Or are you listening to this two days before? What's going on? But you know what? It, enjoy your weekend. Or is it called Victoria Day because not everybody lives in the United States? Viva la Victoria! Thank you. I don't think that's what the Queen meant, but who's my who's my new favorite band now? Oh my god. <laughs> Um, Your new favorite band, you don't remember their name. Yeah, Eclipse. Ah, yeah. Oh. Eclipse. From la Victoria. <laughs> All right, Rock Phoenix Live. So our uh, first song was You Could Be Mine by Guns N' Roses. Came out in 1991 with Santana. Following behind 1981 with Winning. That was a really good song, by the way, Jen. Oh, it's a great song. And that whole... That guitar, that's what I mean. He's Carlos Santana is so stinking talented. And didn't he have some uber popular song in the 90s with, I can't remember. Rob Thomas. Yeah. Oh, great song. The radio played the shit out of that one. Over Don't forget over. about it. Yeah. Smooth. Smooth up smooth? in here. Smooth yeah. up in here. Smooth uh, up in here. It was good. No, smooth. That's right. It was. Smooth. What's Smooth Up In Ya? What is it? That was another 80s band. Just make up your smooth. own song. I think it was Smooth Up In Ya by Poison. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. All right. This is Genesis with I Can't Dance. I love you guys. And Genesis, man, it's how it's happening. They're not going to be around for much longer. Rock Phoenix Live.
on Rock Phoenix Live, baby! I love that song. I think it was great. I think it was amazing and it was positive. It's fun. And uplifting. And for that time, that's what you needed. I almost chose Centerfold and then I thought that would be too predictable. I like... (laughs) Not that Freeze Frame isn't, but if I say Jay Giles Band, you'd be like... Angel is a centerfold. No, freeze frame. That's funny because I always thought it was a John Denver song. What? Angel is a centerfold. John Denver. No, not John Denver. Um. Oh my gosh. What's his name? Um. I don't know, but it's not John Denver. Oh. Give it up. It's not John Denver. No, I know it's not. Oh. It's, it was. I, I thought that was the Jay Giles band, but I always thought it was. Um, who's the one that? Uh, and I only want to fall in love. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I know that song is horrible. It's With my you. ears bleed just a little bit. Yeah, no, I don't know who that is. I thought that was him singing that. No, love that's a him. I thought that was a woman that sings that song. Through. Who's the guy that remade it? Oh, it could be a remake that you're thinking yeah, of. Yeah, the remake. No, I, I thought that was woman. him. John Mellencamp. No, that's Angel not a John Mellencamp. <laughs> Jack and Diane. Yeah. No. I thought it was Je- I was John Mellencamp that sang John that song. Cougar Mellencamp. John Cougar Thank you very Mellencamp much. Right no. Whoa, well, we no, got it. It's not. We did it without Google. Yeah. Thanks for ruining my song. I'm sorry. Anyway. Too late. I can't dance. I can't sing. Do you know what? I'm not I love Genesis. They're amazing. I'm not a big fan. I like Eh. Phil Collins. I'm a drummer. He's a drummer. (laughs) Right? It's a drummer thing. Well, we talked about Phil Collins the last time because he's just had just an amazing career. And the fact that, you know, Genesis can tour probably one last time and his son has stepped up to drummer. You know what I mean? That's too cool. Really. And Genesis has been around forever. But, yeah. I don't know. I just was never a big fan. I think when I remember watching like music videos in the 80s, I watched them faithfully as, as much as I possibly could. Every Friday night, every Saturday, every whatever. In Canada, we had much music, you know, like your MTV here. And Phil Collins would come in and interrupt all my, you know, Bon Jovi videos or, you know, like my, my hairband videos. I'm like, ugh. Phil Collins, he's so like he an old bald guy. He's a different genre. I want Van and Halen. He's interrupting your genre of music. Yeah, I want the rocker hairband wearing the spandex, and it was Phil Collins. He was old and bald. Yeah, 
I don't know. Maybe that was part of it. it just I felt like, oh, when's Phil Collins going to be over? You know? I always thought this. I always thought Phil Collins was just an amazing rocker. And anything he put his name on was just, he oh, was Oh, it'll rock. be a success. Yeah. For sure. I love Phil Collins. I don't know. It's hard to explain. He's just another type of rock. I don't know if I'm classified as the same genre as rock, but I wouldn't call it anything else but rock because why do I need yeah, to change the name? It? It's not, it's not uh, calm rock. It's not, uh, you know, uh, cool rock. Too many genres. Yeah. It's not metal Can't even rock. Keep up it's not anymore. Gojira rock. It's not gore rock. It's okay. So. Uh... It's just, hey, I'm listening to Phil Collins and Genesis. That's all it is. And you tell me what you think it is. Why do I have to describe? Oh, what kind of music you listen to? Oh, I don't know. It's kind of like uh, post-80s rock. <laughs> but that is a genre. <laughs> I guess, right? Right? Some of them have fancy schmancy names. Some of them I'm like... What the heck is that? And then I have to click to highlight it on Google. Then it takes me to a Wikipedia where it explains to me what this fancy schmancy name is. But it sounds kind of cool. Right. You know, like robotics. I don't know. I can't even think of one, but there's been a whole bunch. So coming up, you're on vacation, you young boys and girls, and you need things to talk about. And maybe you have no idea what you should be talking about. But we've got all the topics that you need to be discussing with other people your age to get you that nice date or to get you that Tinder date uh, when we come back from this music break. All right, here it is. This is Yes with Owner of a Lonely Heart. This is 1991 Rock Phoenix Live. Always live your life 
song. Doesn't matter. Rock Phoenix Live plays all the great music. This is Human League, the Human League with Keep Feeling Fantasy Fantination Fantasination. Song. 
Don't you want me, baby? Oh. Don't you want me? Oh. Oh, that's I don't bad. like to be predictable, so I picked that song. It's off their Dare album. They had quite a few hits off that Dare album. And hold on. Your song, Owner of a Lonely Heart, was a 1983 song. So I was like, oh, what? But it's weird because I Googled <laughs> it and I swear it was 1981. Okay, no, 91 you're doing. In your defense, I also Googled it because I'm like, what the hell was Yes doing? They remastered it. It's been covered many, many times, but it was remastered in 1991. See, and in 1981, guess what? You weren't even born yet. So how would you know? I was born. I'm what? Pardon me? I was born in 91. No, I said 1981. Oh. How would you have known? You it was wouldn't... released in 81? <sighs> it was released in 83. But I'm looking for 81s. You're oh, looking for 91s. It was released you. in 83. How would you know that? Even in 1983, Frank, you were one years old. So you wouldn't know it. Right? So when you're Googling oh. things, you have to sort of use some old school experience. <laughs> it was remastered in 91. Remastered in 91. It's been covered multiple times. They remixed it multiple times. It yes did. So, I mean, it's the same song over and over and over, yeah. slightly different. They did different variations Man, I'm getting burned it. left and right today, man. <laughs> that fucking guy came in and told me that uh, he wa- I wasn't worth $3.18. To oh, welcome to my world. Uh, Oh, my God. People yell at me all the time. I tell you this. Hey, truly. It should be Labor Day weekend, not Memorial Day. (laughs) Just at my work, it's Labor Day. Every day is Labor Day. Um, It was a lot of work, though, wasn't it? It was fun, but it was a lot of work. It was three of us, you and Liam and me. Thank you for being my wingmans. Um, for one hour. And then Sarah came in and took a lot of relief. And then the boys came in at like noon. And then it's just cake, you know, by then. But I mean, it's a lot of work. It's just go, 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 go. So I can do that for four and five and sometimes even six hours. The other day I was there until four o'clock. So that's like an eight hour shift of literally physical. Just I feel like I get body slammed. You know, and my my head is going to explode. It's really extremely draining, and I'm glad you got to experience that. So when I come home, I go, wow, wow, wow. Now you kind of know. You've seen a little glimpse of what I do, so. I don't want to see it. But my human league, oh, I love them. My song was released in 1981. Like I said, with Don't You Want Me on their Dare album, they formed in like 1977. I just think they just have the... His voice is so deep. And then they got a couple of girls like, looking, learning. They're so much higher. And I think it's just such a nice little... Almost like a duet, right? There's the male and the female, and they play off of each other, and they tell like little stories or whatever, but... I just didn't want to do Don't You Want Me because, you know, predictable. Everybody knows the Human League for that. So, Well, I didn't I know that one for that one. Bit. See? Learning something new every day. All day long. All day long. What are you looking at? You're not going to read from Google, are you? No. This day back in 1981. Yeah, All right. Well, supposedly this song came out in 1991, and that's uh, Van Halen's Right Now. Rock Phoenix Live.
You're listening to Rock Phoenix Live. This is Tommy Tucho and Jenny. I've got your number. Yeah, man. Do you, you know think what? he needs your help? 
No, not at all. Pretty sure he was a success before you. You want to know the funny thing is I always thought that song was sung by men at work. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't Daddy, know. I got your number. Men at work. Oh, Double you're like I'm down under. A, no, you're... Well, because it's around the same time. Yeah. You probably heard them back-to-back on the radio. But no, men at work are from Australia. Yeah, hey, I know that now. But I'm just saying, Jeez. they sound. No, they have a men, men at, at work ish. Ish, but he tell me to. I don't know. I don't think so. Men at work have a very unique sound. If you hear another men at work song, you will know that it's them because they just have that sound. Um, they get a lot of hits. Tommy Tutone, however, doesn't really. <laughs> have a lot of hits turns out when i google it he's not a one-hit wonder that was not the only song he had another song like angels say no or something which actually was like a really huge popular hit song and then of course you know a675309 was just awesome because now it's on commercials and now it's a big joke if like, it wasn't for hey, a can family I give guy you a call? Doo, doo, doo. Or, oh, that's right when oh. ryan and him were stuck in a hotel room he dials eight six seven five. Yeah, Stewie was trying to call Lois. Okay, says, I'll just start at the beginning. One 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 one. Right then he was like eight six seven. Damn it, Tommy Two Tone. Yeah, or and exactly. That's why I was like, that's how I know Tommy Two Tone. Other than that, uh, I thought it was Men at Work. Just a funny song, and and there's so many that were just lighthearted. They weren't overly serious, and they weren't like I'm gonna go and die and kill myself, and you know what I mean. Just fun, and you could dance, and you could laugh, and some guy asked you for your number, you just write it down on a piece of paper. Jenny, eight six seven five three zero nine. Like right now, we say five 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 one two one two. Oh, come on! We know it's a joke. There's no five five five, right? Right. And if you're a Sammy Hagar fan, you would have enjoyed the last song. If you're not, Ugh. well, you would have hated the last song. See, a lot I... of people didn't like that album because it came out with Sammy Hagar, and they were like, you know, David Lee Roth fans out there. Yeah, like me. I'm a David Lee Roth fan. But what did, didn't I read that was their third album with Sammy? Yeah. So, you know, people should be prepared for it by then. Anyways, was that Eddie on the piano in the intro? Like, that was a decent, a great, decent, long intro with the with the piano. I'm assuming it's Eddie I, I'm because not sure he played because all the keyboards. Alex also plays piano. Oh, uh, but no, there was piano and drums. Right. How could Alex do that? So it must have mm. been Eddie. Because you could hear piano, shh, piano, shh. And unless somebody was sitting at Alex's drum set hitting the crash or cymbal or whatever, no, had to be. Well, if you but listen to long... uh, Twister's soundtrack, yeah. there's a song called Respect the Wind. And I think Alex is playing piano and Eddie's playing guitar and they're soloing each other on their music oh. it's amazing and obviously when you're recording i get it because you can just layer it or lay down a track and then put a track or whatever but they play that song live so he can't be electric but i didn't hear electric guitar i heard bass i heard drum i heard piano and then singing of course right maybe the electric kicked on later on but i took my ears off because it was kind of loud too oh, loud sorry well, i'll turn it down okay. so you we were can right. do that on here right now Right now was a 1991 song, so good for you. But what what threw us off with that Yes album was just it was remastered because um, this album was also remastered in 2004. And did you see what the name of the album was? Unlawful Carnal Knowledge. Four Unlawful Carnal Knowledge. And you know why I emphasize the four? Because it spells out F-U-C-K. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> 
talk about like an Easter egg or some kind of subliminal messaging, right? right? Well, That's and again, fun. for some unknown reason, uh, Deezer says that it came out in 1970. No, and then it also said another year. Deezer, I think, like it's a lot of these, and guided. it's just somebody just typing them in, doing their best, and I don't know, maybe something else popped up, and maybe they weren't born yet, so they don't know, so they have to just go off of what Google tells them. I guess so. That's Wikipedia, because right. that's truthful. Well, you know what? Uh, Jesus Jones, the band, uh, with their song Right Here, Right Now, that came out in 1991, and here it is, Rock Phoenix Live.
got to get away from the pain you drive into the heart of me, the love we share. Live. This is Metallica. My Friend of Misery! Off their Black album that came out in 1991. 
Phoenix Live, man, Metallica right there with the Black Album. Released in 1990, they worked on it in 1990, and it was released in 1991, maybe. Kick ass. I love that album. And you know what? That just reminds us that in 1991, we had hard rock, and yep. we did it well. Yep. No, you definitely had heavy metal. When I, you played that Jesus Jones song initially. Right here, right now. Holy cow, that was so 1991 to me. Absolutely. Like, I swear, every song on the radio, and and I didn't live in Seattle yet. I was still living in British Columbia, but they all sounded just like that. Like, it so fit the time, you know? And the Metallica song, Metallica itself is just, could be any year. They're just, they're just they are. It's Metallica. They just fit in no, mar- no matter what, right? It was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Metallica is putting out a new song to the radio. We all need to listen to it. And everyone's like, okay, let's put it out. Let's do it. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, not Metallica again. Oh, God. Now they release this bullshit. Then again, there was my soft cell, Tainted Love. Fantastic song, but they're not the originals. We'd all think that, right? Oh, you hear Tainted Love, soft cell. Buh. No. So, it turns out, back in 1976, Gloria Jones. Sorry, I don't know who Gloria Jones is, but Gloria Jones sang it. Didn't have much success. Tainted Love, or Soft Cell, I'm sorry, um, covered it. Huge success. And then who else sang it? That's creepy and gross, and I don't like it. And it's Uncle Tim's favorite band. Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson. Creep that song right out. Ew. I want to trap you! I want to hurt you! Awful. Yeah. And they managed to, like, ruin it all in 2001. <laughs> you know what? There were some other bands in well, between. Well, you know what? I don't know who Slade is, but I love the song, <laughs> Come On, Feel the Noise. We know who Slade is now, don't we? Right, because their, po- their album is right there uh-huh, in front of me in the studio the of Rock Phoenix Live. But Thank you, Mom. I'm just saying, you know, same thing. I don't know who uh, Gloria know, Jones is. But no, I it does know sound familiar. Jones. You know what? It was done in. Oh, um, Jesus Jones is maybe a mixture of Gloria Jones. Oh gosh, no. Okay. Pretty sure no. All right, mine. It, the uh, my tainted love song. It was redone in 2016, 2004, 1995, 1999, 2010, 2015. Thank I don't you know any head. of the bands. Sometimes I feel I've got to <laughs> get away. I've got to. <laughs> That was such a great movie, wasn't it? They totally so took that song in. funny. Every 90s person was like, oh my god, that's so hilarious. <laughs> Saturday Night Live, holy shit. They deserve a standing ovation. They've come up with so many hilarious, just amazing, amazing, funny, talented people. Well, that's what they do. I mean, yep. that's their motto is yep. like, hey, Cream of the crop let's right take there. this and let's spice it up a bit. Yeah, absolutely. That's and what like draws crowds. That's what draws were attention. were just so great. We all like, oh, do you remember? Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, obviously it depends on how old you are, you know, which uh, which members, you know, do you remember Dan Aykroyd and, and John Candy? Of course, you know, I do. And you know them. I was at the House of Blues in California on the Sunset Strip and we were going to see Nightwish and Dan Aykroyd was upstairs in the booth 
having a cone head. <laughs> hanging out, and I was like, oh my god, this is so cool. I told my girlfriend at the time, is like, she's like, oh my god, it's Dan Aykroyd, oh my god. But yeah, LA is full of stars, and if that's where you want to go, that's where you want to go. But you know what? I'm not really starstruck anymore because these guys are going through a lot. It's crazy, and I don't want to be a part of it. I really, truly don't like what stars are doing now, unless other stars are proving the fact that they can, you know, end this global climate change and yeah. and you know what they want to jump on the whole vegan plant-based bandwagon yeah. okay whatever they they got a slap in the face i think and and we had discussed this before they got a slap in the face when covid hit because guess what we found you're out who's not on- essential right you're not important you might be making bank and you might be beautiful well, good luck on your plastic surgery because that looks hideous and obvious. Yeah. Right? But you're not important. Yep. We shut you down and we focused on important people. It just happens to be me and you Truck included. drivers, yes. importers, exporters, uh, people, you know, getting things delivered so that we have formula or that we have uh, antibacterial soap or that toilet we have... Toilet paper. Yeah, toilet paper. <laughs> Guess what? The Charmin guys are looking pretty important these days, aren't Isn't it they, funny right? how all of a sudden we thought movie stars were really cool, but now the Charmin guy is the badass mofo? Yeah, yeah. And you know what? I don't want to uh, downplay any first responders or anything like that because the medical team through COVID, holy crap, I would never want to do that. You know, but they've always been important. But nobody acknowledges, like, your alarm guy. Nobody acknowledges uh, the stupid woman at the UPS store that's shipping out your shit. They didn't. How do you get your medicine? The mailman. Oh, and by the way, your Amazon stuff, they had to open up another facility because you have too much of it. Well, that facility, they didn't have to open it, but they they don't receive back the returns back. They ship out from that. But nobody's seeing it but the shipper. Yeah. Nobody else really realizes, oh, that's weird. How come it's not going to the giant-ass facility in Las Vegas? Because they're too full. Because you ruined them. You blew them up. You shop too much till you drop right? too much. Whatever. Don't get me started. I was just looking up Saturday Night Live because I, I really think they deserve some credit. Um, I didn't really watch it a lot, but I know a Molly ton of the Shannon. skits. Oh. I love Molly I put it in my arm. And when she gets this. nervous, she has to smell mm. them. Um, it first, that first episode was 1975. Saturday Night Live has been around for a while. There's so many funny, funny people. Do you know who my most recent funny person is? What? And I think I first saw her on the Ghostbusters, the girl version, the new one. Annie Lennox. No! Annie Lennox from Eurythmics? No, I meant Annie something. No, Annie Potts. No, not Annie Potts. That's the original Ghostbusters. That's her name. The new one with the girls is Kate McKinnon, my blonde. Oh, yeah. She's so stinking funny. And I don't know, is she serious? Is she just naturally funny? Is she a total weirdo? I love her. Yeah, I like her. She's just quirky and strange. And oh my gosh, I would love to be her best friend. I love her comedic eavesdropping. How she's like, hey, I overheard how you were doing that. And that was really funny. That's what I mean. She's totally weird, right? Right, funny humor, yeah. Oh, I just think she's hilarious. So, All right. Well, you think this is hilarious? This is Quarter Flash with uh, Heart in My Heart, Rock Phoenix Live.
Rock Phoenix Live! We love everybody, and this is Ozzy Osbourne. No more tears, no matter what Ozzy did.
weird. It didn't stay on. Crazy. You know what? What? I feel like that song with Zach Wilde on guitar is like he is the Tom Brady of <laughs> the music world. Touchdown. Yeah, he's like the backbone because he was playing with Ozzy and then he goes off on his solo career. Right. And it's like he's got all the backings from Ozzy's band. He knows how to do this stuff. It's just amazing. Awesome. Just absolutely awesome. What did you think of my quarter flash? Because you probably never even heard of quarter flash. No, never heard of them. So it turns out they're still around. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> okay. So, no, these people are really kind of unique. So um, the lead singer is also their saxophonist. So I guess some of the songs have heavy sax in it. And she believes that her saxophone is an extension of her voice. So what she can't sing, she can hit all that and still create the movement or the feeling with the saxophone. Nice. And her husband is the other and they're the only two original members um they formed it like 1980 in portland oregon and they've had a couple of guys come and go whatever but uh yeah it's just always been the two of them like a husband and wife duo right there and truth be told i know that song i've heard that song you know I feel like my entire existence. Never. I know all the words. Did you hear me singing? Because you had your ears on, so I don't know. Um, I always, <laughs> I always thought it was a Pat Benatar, right? Because her voice is kind of like that. Pat Benatar is a little more gruff, maybe, or I don't know. Or um, I, I just always thought it was Pat Benatar. When I looked it up, I'm like, heart in my heart. I know that song, and I'm singing it in my head, and then I quarter flash. Nope. Doesn't sound familiar at all, but I totally know the song. That's funny when that happens. Yeah. And you're like, I've been listening to the song for like ever, and nope, I had no idea that's who sang it. Well, nothing compares to Metallica's uh, uh, My Friend of Misery. I mean, 19... It was so long. 1990, Shakespeare 1991, the Black Album comes out, and Rock Changes Forever. Rock Changes Forever. And that's when we knew... The rock music was going to be awesome and heavier and harder, and we needed more subwoofers. <laughs> right? Ah, you can never have too many subwoofers. No, you can't. You have to have <laughs> at least three or four subwoofers. Uh-huh. How many do we have in our living room? Because it's or a four. little bit much sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes with my, my bad hearing, it's resonating inside my skull. Maybe the bad <laughs> hearing is coming from the three or four subwoofers. Oh, maybe. Thanks, Frank. Anyway. That's why I can't always have my headphones on. It is so stinking loud sometimes. You can tell me. I'll turn it down. Ah, uh, no, I know, because we can do that No, now. no, it's okay. Just leave it. I know. Just leave it. I'll just blow my eardrums out. Right, exactly. Make my tinnitus a little bit worse. Tinnitus. A little worse. Well, we got uh, Soft Cell back there, Tainted Love. We got Metallica, My Friend of Misery. Quarter Flash with uh, Harden My Heart. Harden My Heart. Ozzy Osbourne, No More uh. Tears. What an a great, what I amazing love, album. I love, love his voice. I think he did that album. Same album that did Mom, Mom Coming Home. Yeah, because he got out of like a rehab. Like, okay, he was trying to, he was really drunk or on drugs or both. Trying to strangle Sharon. So he gets thrown in jail. Like, I don't know, maybe he did some time in jail, whatever. And he gets 
has to go out of jail and go into rehab and then he comes out and he's like holy shit if I don't do something because people were starting to back away going you're a little bit too much and we don't know if we want to associate you're awesome Black Sabbath is awesome you've been around forever we get all that but you know you're getting yourself in a whole lot of trouble so they start sort of shying away from him a bit and he's not as popular and then really it's like you either shape up or ship out you know get right. off the pot or you know take a shit and he really did i think that album completely he got off the pot he surely didn't take a shit yeah no he got off the pot um and you can hear it almost and then I just, I think he's got such a unique voice. I just give him so much credit, whether he's a weirdo or, you know, whatever his past has been. He's done some really creepy, loser, stupid stuff. Him, when they were filming that album, I guess they, speaking of shit, they totally, him and the guitarist, what'd you say his name was? You just told me. Randy. Yeah. No, not the original one. You just said the guy's name. Oh, Zach Wilde. Yeah, Zach. So... Him and Zach and whatever the other guy's name is, they're like totally pranking each other. But they're pranking each other with their own crap. Like one of them is crapping in a bag. And when Ozzy's watching TV, they're like, you know, cut a, a slit in it and put it on the backside of the couch. And then he wiped it on a door handle when the other guy was having a shower. He flicked the lock. I'm talking rude and crude. But look at the talent and look at the great albums and the great songs that come out of it. Maybe they achieve some balance between ugh, pulling disgusting pranks. I can't do that. <laughs> if, hey. we're, if we're a famous band and we've got some cr- <laughs> credentials behind us, I mean, come on, let's not swipe shit on doors. That was like behind the door. So I guess one of them crapped in Tupperware and put uh, it in the fridge like for leftovers. Yeah. Can you imagine the pop and seal on that? <laughs> But it would be nice and cool and fresh. Not like the hot shit box that was at my work today. That I made Liam carry to the back and then I told him it's a poop box. Yeah. He's like, oh, no, I'm not touching that. Alright, well this is the Stray Cats with Rock This Town, Rock Phoenix Live.
Finish live. Is this some sort of hip music that I don't understand?
thing about you. <laughs> Rock Phoenix Live back here in the studio. Hey, I gotta tell you, you know, we're going into a new genre, a new time, a new thing in people's lives, and maybe you're not sure how to communicate with one another. And we need to give you a lesson in how to talk to the opposite sex or to talk to another human being. Or just to start a conversation with somebody because right. they might be interesting. And I want to start a conversation right now. Hey, this Friday over at the Rebel Lounge, Rock Phoenix Live will be there with raw, stitched up heart and uh, corrosion of conformity or something like that. Another band. <laughs> but they're going to be there. You're and gonna we're going to have a great time. Them? Yeah, we're going to be there with them. You're going to be there yep. with them? Wow. And we're going to rock out till our till the clock goes out. <laughs> Rock around the clock? Yeah, that's been taken. Rock out with our clocks out. Oh, gross. Clocks out. <laughs> it's going to be great. And then, check this out. So, Rock Me Live listeners, if you come and check us out over at the Marquee Theater on Ooh, I like the June 8th, that's Thursday, we're going to go see Smash the pieces. pieces. And everybody, I want you guys to love Smash the Pieces. They are from Sweden. Sweden music is fan <laughs> freaking tastic we've got all kinds of cool bands like eclipse uh takita dead by april all from the sweden area and smashing the pieces is one of the first bands to come over to the united states to see us and we want to welcome them with big open arms and love them with you everything said, you said they were here like a like a bc before covid right yep. in 2019 they came out here within flames but they didn't make it to but arizona they didn't go all this way as far oh, as arizona gotcha. they made it only to like the east coast within yeah. flames oh that makes sense right they're going to be awesome. I Please, I, I encourage you everywhere you go to see Smashing Pieces, give them big hugs. Tell them you love them. and you tell them you tell How them. are you going to give them a and hug? And tell them They're you listen say, to them on Rock Phoenix Live. Who are you, you weirdo? Back off no, before saying, we mace you. You're right. Don't, uh-huh. don't go don't up there and scare them. them. But let them know you listen to them on Rock Phoenix Live and that that's your trio and that's part of your awesome shout music. it out from the uh the marquee mezzanine yeah mezzanine seats because that's what we do you'll be like i love you smash it to pieces That'll take be frank. it higher <laughs> that would be frank oh i love it i'm so i can't wait to see them i'm more excited to see them than the actual headlining band because star set i've seen you twice yeah but you guys are awesome this whole tour with uh, with uh, Raw is amazing because all of a sudden now Raw saw Starset. Starset saw Raw. They took a picture together. Now I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing. I can't wait to see Raw and Starset. Well, lucky you, because yeah, you will. I will. I don't want to see Raw. I don't know. Not my style. Or they just don't have enough hits that I know of. You said or... you like that song, Broken Hearted Soul. Soul? Broken Hearted Soul. Hearted Soul. I don't know. Probably. Maybe not. Anyway, check out Rock Phoenix Live. We're going to be out and about this month and uh, in August as well. We're going to the big, huge concert that's going to be waking everybody up, which is a Death Leopard. This is a doozy. Yeah. Yeah. This is huge. Huge. 
huge concert. Yeah. So come check out Rock Phoenix Live. We'll be there as well. We'll sign autographs and uh, we'll say hi, take pictures, and just we'll hug one another. Uh, <laughs> I'm not hugging strangers. That's weird. I'm hugging strangers. Oh no, we can fist bump and that's it. All right, there you that's go. the extent of my socializing with strangers. What do you got there, Jen? Well. I just was doing a little bit of homework because I thought maybe we needed something to talk about. But so far, gosh, we're like more than halfway through our whole podcast and we've just chit-chatted about a whole bunch of different stuff. Absolutely. So I really didn't even need to look this up. But if you're scared to talk to the other opposite (laughs) sex or maybe you just need a conversational piece, Jen, what do you got? Well, I was just Googling a different couple of different things, like some current conversation starters. But it also depends on the situation. Like like you said earlier, like, oh, if you have a Tinder date, obviously that's a little bit different question you're going to ask. You're all them. mutually on the same page. Uh, yeah, you already know what you're looking for. <laughs> you already know the questions, right? And the answers, probably. Right. So are you talking to a child? Are you talking to an older person? Are you at a birthday party? Are you at a work function? It just depends on where you're at. But this was like just to kind of avoid that first date, awkward, silence, uncomfortable. It's just some, they said, killer conversation starters. I don't killer think they're, conversation I don't starters. think they're very killer, but like on your first date, you could say to somebody like, hey, what did you want to be or what did you want to do when you were a kid? Because whatever their answer is, whether it's a male or a female, all of a sudden this just opens up topics of their future goals. Is this person actually going somewhere? Do they have any plan? Or am I just going to spin my wheels the whole time? What if they say, I don't know? Well, you think about it. Then you're and like scared. You're like, well, they didn't say anything. Well, that's told you something in Every itself. Every child has a dream. Oh, no. What did you want to do when you were a kid? Firefighter. <laughs> really? Yeah. Because I had no idea. I probably wanted to be a hairdresser and a dog groomer and a police officer. Come on, man. I don't have a clue. I didn't have a clue. I know a lot of children do and a lot of young people do and a lot of young adults. That's all they've ever wanted to be is this particular whatever. So that's good. Good. It shows you something about them. They've always had that goal, you know, they're they're going to be focused people or whatever. I thought that was a, a valid question, not a very exciting question, but right. what would you choose? Skydiving, bungee jumping, scuba diving. So what if somebody says neither, none? Well, then they're probably boring, not very adventurous. And if you are an outgoing scuba adventurous person... Scuba diving is probably the less of the other ones. <laughs> like the safest? Yes, because... <laughs> Bungee jumping and skydiving, I mean, OMG. Okay, you know what? I don't think I ever had any desire to scuba dive or to skydive, but bungee jumping might be kind of fun. Hell yeah. And it depends on, do you have solid land? Unless it breaks. (laughs) Do you have solid land underneath your head? No. Or are you going to dip? And if it did break, you just land in water. Right, but you don't want solid land. No, but people do that all the time. They bungee jump right right, off of the tower. And they got like hard desert. You'll be dead if it breaks. Absolutely. Or if you just, I maybe I weigh too much and the bungee will stretch a little bit further and just smack my head, kill me, and then I will spring back up to you guys with my head all smashed in. Yep, and that, show you what it's like to bungee jump. Okay, that's bad news. So like, 
You know what I mean? That would tell you, do you want to do a second date with that person or do you want to see them again? Do you what like if, the Headless Horseman or not? What if you are like an extreme sports person? Then you probably wouldn't want to go out with somebody that says, ooh, neither. That's too scary. Right. Nobody wants to date Vin Diesel. What's the mo- most important thing that I should know about you? So right away. My blood type? Why would I need to know your blood If type? I need a transfusion and die from your extreme sports. From what? From bungee jumping and, <laughs> and smashing your head on the ground? Right. Extreme sports? Right. I don't know. That one is a little bit tough. I think you would put somebody on the spot. They'd be like, uh, what's the most important thing that you should know about me? I guess it just depends on the person. Maybe they would say, I love my family. And you're like, oh, sweet, because I'd really like to get married and have a big family of my own. Or I'm an orphan. I would love to meet somebody with a big family because then I would feel like, you know, I was whole. Or I don't sorts like of extreme ways sports. You can go. That's the most important thing. <laughs> I don't like extreme sports. There's nothing more important. Stay away from me with that nonsense. Ah. Uh, which of your family members are more like you, or which family member are you most like? My son. Is he more like you, or are you most like him? Just because you're a child? Both. Yeah, because you're a child. So what if you said, I'm a lot like my mom? I'd go, oh, that's so sweet. You're you're a mama's boy. My mom you know what like I mean? hard rock. What? She's what? You're rock? She doesn't like hard rock. She does. That's why you like rock music. She told us her last two podcasts were too hard rock for her. Maybe you are just doing too much yelling. Fuck, Phoenix, what? Maybe you blew her eardrums out while she was cleaning the house. Maybe. Anyways, I think if you ask somebody about their family members, that gives you a better idea. Oh, I don't know. I'm more like my uncle because my dad left when I was two because he beat up my mom. You know what I mean? Yeah. If, If somebody really wanted to wanted to like you and you were on a date or just whatever if they opened up like that you'd be like holy cow okay well they're sharing so that means they're interested but if they're like i don't know then obviously you don't care or you're a dipshit and you can't even make use your imagination and make something up right Life, for gosh sakes right yeah. you're just a pushover there was another one that made me laugh and i told you about it already is there anything you don't eat but make sure you don't say, is there anything, anything you, you don't eat because you're a big fatty and you've just snarfed our whole dinner and I barely got a roll? Um, I think that would just be a weird question, maybe strange question, because why? It should be worded like, what don't you like? What do you like? No, I think what it should be positive. Like? Not what, are what? you going to eat anything? What do you like to what eat? Do you because like, then yeah. I'll pick the next restaurant and I'll make sure that that your favorite food or whatever. My final, final favorite. I have other ones, but we're going on and on. What's your plan if there's a zombie apocalypse? I know. No, what's your plan? Because you, you can't use mine. Stay at your home. Stay at your home. <laughs> board up the windows. And live off of what you got. And what if you run out of food? Because the zombies... Oh, how long do they live for anyway? Zombies live forever. Because they keep eating each Until other? you shoot them, yeah. I thought you had to eat, like, brains or something. No, you, you know? got to kill their brain core, oh, your stem, their, their stem. stem. Right. Huh. Well, I think you would possibly run out of food. So, I read a long time ago... Uh, Borderline. Zombies. Going to lose my zombie mind. Are you Sorry. done, Madonna? I'm done, Madonna. 
uh, I read the zombie survival handbook, and one of the things in the guidebook, it says zombies are really kind of like discombobulated, like they don't have very much coordination, and they're like, whatever. Climb up a freaking ladder. They don't supposedly have the coordination to climb up the rungs that's of a ladder. Not what, uh, that's not what uh, Resident Evil said. That's not what the other zombie movie said they can all climb things they're all like Aah. yeah but you know what while they're climbing you just boot them in the face and oh, knock yeah. them down them get and boot them in the face and knock them down yeah and boot them in the how long could you do that for like forever we'll have to do it boot them until you're a sur- can survive boot them in the face until somebody boot helps them in the face or just pull up the ladder and then they can't climb up because how would they get there are they going to scale the side of a building I don't think so. This is April Wine, just between you and me, Rock Phoenix Live. Time and time again I see A love that seems strong Was not meant to be Broken hearts don't always mend Left to unsure To try love again But just between you and me Baby, I know our love will be Just between you and me Always I know Between you and me 
My button is sticking. <laughs> My button is sticking. I can't get it sticking. Poke it harder. Rock Phoenix live back here in the studio. What? April Wine? April Wine. Want me to talk about April Wine? Sure. Just between. Okay, I love that song. I did slow it down a little. And yeah, it sounds older than 1981 because April Wine is pretty old. Um, There's a Canadian band. They formed in like the 70s. I'm thinking like early, middle 70s. I don't really remember exactly. I think 75, truly. And uh, they're still around. So they're probably pretty old guys. And it's kind of cool because they are touring one country, (laughs) Canada. That's where they're from, of course, right? So June 23rd, they're going to be in Ottawa. August 12th, they're going to be in Maple Ridge, British Columbia. That would be an amazing concert. Yeah! (laughs) So all my peeps and my family in Canada... Go to Maple Ridge. You go. It's only a hop, skip, and a jump. It's right there. Go see an April Wine concert. I just think that's a great song. It's kind of romantic, and I don't know. It's nice. Or save your money and go save you. Go see a U2 concert. No, you don't save your money to see U2 because their tickets are terribly expensive. Because everybody thinks they're all that in a bag of chips. Yeah. Except for me, because I change the radio station when U2 comes on. That's me. Well, that song uh, back me. there in uh, 1991, Mysterious Ways, was an amazing song. Everybody loved that song. That's she the thing. in Mysterious Ways. Everybody does love you, too. Yeah. And I don't know. I just have a problem. I always struggle with uber-popular bands that are overplayed. I just can't handle it. I can't handle Michael Jackson. Change the station. You, too. Change the station. Just I feel just so... There's so many more things that you could play. Why are we playing the same That's over, the same feeling and I over have and over and over and over? Why are you listening to that when you can listen to Rock Phoenix Live and listen to different <laughs> bands every single time? We do try. We try. Every once in a while, I'll be like, oh, you already played this song. You were going to play this. To- I love Brian Adams, okay? He's also Canadian. I love Brian Adams. I had on my wall, like we're looking around the studio here, and you've got all these albums. I only had Brian Adams albums on my wall <laughs> in my bedroom. I had every Brian Adams album I could get my hand on. That's how much I loved him. But that gay-ass song <laughs> that you were going to play... I took it off the list. Did you notice? <laughs> I didn't notice. Wow, it's gone. <laughs> Luckily, we just had enough songs, and that one I put to the end, and then I was like, oh, shoosh. We didn't even need that many. Anyways, we played it before. You're flipping me off. Don't that's flip funny. me off, that's man. That's funny. You Gay took it off. ass <laughs> song. I didn't even say anything just until now. I'm telling you the truth. It's just, I don't know what happened. The whole... Who was he with again? Uh, Rod Stewart. No, I wasn't even with Rod Stewart. Oh, I'm thinking that Robin Hood. Oh, my gosh. It's just too much. It wasn't much. Robin Hood. It was uh, know, uh, Three Musketeers. Oh, okay. So Three Musketeers is not like Robin Hood at all. No, but not at all. <laughs> Gay-ass song. Couldn't play it. Sorry. Right. Makes me want to, like, throw up a little bit in my mouth. Well, at least we had Foreigner's Jukebox Hero. This is Rock the Ace Live.
Guitar. Felt good in his hand.
Rock Phoenix Live.
Rock Phoenix Live back here in the studio. Hey man, I love that song. I think the Red Hot Chili Peppers have a great sound. They're all their own, and that's just an amazing band. And 1991 totally made them a really pronounced band. And they, I was, uh, <laughs> I can't even think of what I was gonna say. I heard the last time that they were playing in Phoenix. I don't know about the last last time, but just a couple years back, BC before COVID, um, sold out, yep. sold out two show. nights. Everywhere where they go, was it two nights here? Two nights. Because I know a couple people that wanted tickets to them because they've just loved them forever. And, and I think the reason out, why the Red right? Hot Chili Peppers have succeeded through time and time again is because of their music has a great following that crosses the genres so you had the 90s people you had the 2000s people and now they're just still going and going and going are you thinking like they got the rock crowd and they have like the grungy kind of crowd too right and a little like flea's weirdo he's kind of punkish so i could see where they would sort of appeal to the masses yeah they are very much appealing to the masses they've crossed that genre of from 90s to now and they're See, it's I amazing think, like i know i've just looked them up so they they formed in 1983 so they've been around for an awful long time and we know them from like you know the uh uh back in time or what uh, back, back to time. the future movie flea was in it anthony <laughs> kiss was in it Okay, so they dabbled in some uh, acting. They were probably very limited. No, I'm thinking like Californication, I think, was huge. It was. But that wasn't like you're in 1991 today. That was like 1999. But I mean, they have a lot, a lot of popular songs that if we heard them, we'd be like, oh, there's another. Oh, there's another. Maybe not just reading the name for me. I can scroll through. I can see them all here. And I'm like, oh, yeah, there's an uh, Yeah. And maybe it doesn't sound familiar, but I bet as soon as I heard it, heck yeah, it yeah. would be familiar. They are an amazing band, and, and the fact that they're still going today is awesome. And I love it. I'm, I'm glad that we have some sort of band from a long time ago that's still yeah. succeeding through the genres. And speaking of that, Foreigner. Yes. Right? You and your mom just saw them just a couple years ago at your Ak Chin. They are amazing. Right? Because when you they see are. them that's live, why they've been around you're like, for so wow. Long. What my parents were listening to actually exists, yeah. and it's heavy because they have this new guitar sound, and it's just amazing. I remember when I was young, I'm talking like, I don't know, 10-ish, right? My dad, who likes Slim Whitman, and who liked John Denver, and Crystal Gale, and oh my God, all these torturous bands. When you're a kid, you think it's pretty torturous when dad puts on Nana Muscuri album. You probably don't even know Nana. But anyways, one of his favorite songs was I Want to Know What Love Is. I want to know what love is. Gorgeous song. But you know what? I've been waiting for a girl like you. I've been waiting. Right? We all know it. Jukebox Hero. The bass is amazing in that song. And you know what? You could just close your eyes and they've just told you this mind-blowing story about some guy that just like can't get into this concert, but he's standing there listening, blown away. The very next day he goes and buys a guitar and the rest of his life he has to be a rock star because that's what he's put on earth for. That's what awesome. I mean? That's really. And they have urgent, right? And then you're as cold as ice. There's so many singers. Hot-blooded. Check it and see. So many. 
I could go. The, uh, that double feeling. Double vision? Double vision. Is that them? Yeah. Well, we played Dirty White Boy one time. That yeah. was a funny, that's a great song, but that's a funny little Dirty story. Dirty White Boy! What about, it feels like the first time. Why do you sing like you're a Muppet? Time. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you sound like you're a Muppet. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Frank and Rock called. They want you back. Oh. You've, you've escaped. Yeah. But I mean, truly, um, I want to know what love is. Is their number one biggest hit? That was in 1984. But I mean, so awesome and still touring. And I don't know, in their 60s, 70s? They could be 70s? I can I only that hope that off, younger crowds will get to like the music that we grew up on because it'll make them better as musicians growing older. Well, I think anything that sort of expands your your knowledge, you know, whether it's like something that maybe, maybe not your grandparents, I guess it depends on how old you are because I'm sometimes as old as some people's grandmas. Um, maybe. Maybe it's your grandparents' music and maybe it's your mom and dad's music and maybe it's your current music that you and your buddies are listening to but guess what? It's also like oh holy cow this new band they show potential i think in the future as well they're going to be something else yeah and it might not be like i was a rocker chick but my sisters were punk rockers and my brother was so kind of heavy metal and he now he's bass doing guitar. a football network podcast yeah. yeah his other love of his life he has a few he has his family his lovely wife but guess what? He's also a paramedic. He loves doing that, that kind of work and helping people. But he loves hockey. He loves football. He's a Dallas Cowboys fan. He loves hard rock. He loves rock and roll music. He's also a DJ. I don't even know how he has that many minutes in the day, truly. But, um, but yeah, he's going to start doing an NFL podcast. And one of his buddies, I think they were joking like he's going to be the only Dallas Cowboys <laughs> That's on the podcast. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, that's fun. Why not? If that's your interest, he and like he said, why not do a podcast? He has all the equipment, just like you. Why not do a podcast? But you we're not have doing it the... for a living. We're doing it because we like enjoy, we enjoy it. A lot of people are saying that kids nowadays are like, well, I'm not going to work now because I can do a podcast. They think or it's I can a get do a rich. YouTube channel or yeah. I can do this. Yeah, if you can do that. But if you got tons of money to broadcast it, by all means. Yeah, it But takes, if you don't, you're not going anywhere. It takes money to start a lot of things. Like yeah. these little a-holes that our kid is watching on YouTube, they're driving a Sharagini, which is a Lamborghini that's lime green. And they live in pretty fancy schmancy houses. You know what? I'm pretty sure it's mom and dad's house. But maybe eventually with their millions of subscribers, they will be able to buy their own. But that's not real alive and right. it's not realistic and we have a almost 12 year old that thinks that he's going to go on youtube and be like some superstar and never have to work again no sorry dude i just put your ass to work at a ups store this morning so you're going to have to maybe that's a backup plan like with you you do the podcast or we do the podcast because you have all the stuff well he can use your stuff we all can get cameras and green screens and whatever we could promote it but i think that's almost putting in their head like the wrong information yeah you know, don't quit your day job kind of idea, right? I'm not, and I'm and we're not quitting our day jobs. We're actually no. <laughs> doing oh, this God, as part no. of a side job. Oh, 
Oh, I wish I could quit my day job. And we did it together today. And I was so impressed with us as a family working and shipping receiving Yeah, stuff. I didn't even yell at anybody. And you said, Jen, can I do that? And Liam was like, Mom, Mom, Mom. And I didn't even lose my shit, right? Yeah. That's pretty impressive. And it was hectic. It was busy. I'm glad that you got to see just how busy. Truly. That makes me feel so much better. Because I think you guys all think that I'm full of shit. Unless you've been there to experience it. And you only did four hours. Right? I'm there. We did not do. We got there at 9 in the morning. 9 to five, nine to 1. 9, 10, 11, 12. That's four hours. 9 to 1. It's four hours. All of 9, all of 10, all of 11, all of 12 is still four Whatever. hours. Anyway. Gosh. I hope you enjoyed tonight's show. I hope you enjoyed tonight's show. I My did. wife hopes you enjoyed tonight's show because if you didn't, then we're not making progress and she'll count it all out right there. Right. Anyway, thank you for listening. I hope you guys stay safe. Um, it's just an amazing world out there. And I like to try new things because the new things lead to new things in life. And once you've developed a skill, you can take that skill anywhere you go. Or you meet somebody. Yeah. You meet somebody today and they go... Where do I know you from? Obviously not really around here, but from the gym, the community center. We're uh, See? We're lacking in social skills, and I think that if we could just focus on that and learn how to love each other and talk to each other nice. and be human beings to one another, I think the world would be a great place. So, thank you tonight for listening to Rock Phoenix Lives 1981 versus 1991. Uh, we're going to end it tonight with Take it on the run, baby, by R.O.S.P. Wagon. Good night. Rock Phoenix Live. From a friend who Heard it from a friend who Heard it from another You've been messing around They say you got a boyfriend You're out late every weekend They're talking about you And it's bringing me down but I know the neighborhood And talk is cheap when the story is good And the tales grow taller on down the line But I'm telling you, babe That I don't think it's true, babe And even if it is, keep this in mind You take it on the run, baby If that's the way you want it
from a friend who heard it from another. You've been messing around.